Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Good afternoon, everyone. Three minutes past two. No, let's try two minutes past three. It's been that type of weekend. Welcome to the show on a glorious Monday afternoon. Can't believe I did that. Yes, I can. Uh, Kimbo and the Rooch with you for the next two hours, hopefully. At our new starting time, three to five. We are live from Studio Lumo, thanks to Hyundai and uh, the wonderful people from Balfour's. Let's welcome to the Giggling Rooch. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch, shaka-laka, shaka-laka, shaka-laka. What time is it? Uh, a bit of a worry when you can't tell the time. Actually, on my screen, though, it's come up critical security alert, suspicious attempt to sign in with your password. Yeah, so I, I know who that is. You? Oh, that's Putin. He's, oh, he's trying to get in again. His he name, won't get through our barriers. His name's Michelangelo Rucci. He lives at Mile End if you're trying to track <laughs> him down. Um, yeah, so I was trying to click that off at the same time. Hardly a good excuse for not being able to tell the time. Uh, how are you, Rooch? I'm very well, Kim. The sun is out. Definitely the change of seasons has happened, hasn't it? Oh, don't go early. We've said that a few times. But, uh, yeah, about oh, 28, 29 amazing. degrees at the moment. It's amazing. an absolute beauty. I had a good weekend, Rooch. Good. I feel naughty. I don't feel like I've done as much work as I should in terms of watching all the sport that was taking place around the world. Because, as you know, I was entertaining the good folk from, again, real estate. So you don't know. I was going to make this part of my Thursday because it wasn't Friday forecast, but I thought I'm not going to jinx it because, you know, I have this record. As soon as I say something, it's the end of that Mm -hmm. team. But I wanted to make the sure thing. And our producer can verify this because when I brought back the laptop on Friday, I said this was going to be my sure thing. I'm putting this on the record. Houston Astros win the World Series. Baseball. So that's over and done with. That's another tournament put away. I know you're not excited about it, but the World Series is over, Kim. Bloody hell. That's a minute and a half of my life I'll never get back. I thought you are going to have something really prolific then. Oh, Houston Astros winning the World Series is prolific. Well, well done, Rooch. Just pity that you've said it after the event. No, I said it so before. So the credibility's gone. No, Ben will... Stand up and say, I brought it up on No, Friday. he's done the thumbs down. Oh, right. <laughs> right. No, he gave you a thumbs up. Hey, we're live and interactive. Send a text, uh, 0427-154-166. We'd love to hear from you. Good show coming up after an indifferent weekend of sport. Uh, 3.30, we'll be joined by the global cricket guru and part of SEN's World Cup coverage, our resident expert, Burat Sundarasan. Does Sundarasan. he have the answer as to why? Because this question's being asked beyond our shores. Why the Australian team seems to be on the nose, particularly among us Australians. Has the Langer factor been the reality of this? Is it the social agendas that certain players on the team 
have put up or are we just not ready for cricket yet? Uh, I think it's a bit of the latter. It could be a bit of the former as mm. well. Um, former Test player and one-day specialist Simon O'Donnell had his say on that in SEN uh, Breakfast. So we'll get to that a little bit later, mm. Rooch. Uh, at 3.50, beat the boys. Your chance to win $1,000 free fuel. We've done this twice already. No one's qualified. All you have to do has been the best of three questions be the winner, and you go in the draw. And you might be easy to get today. Roots. You're a bit slow on the mark. Don't poke the bear. You never know. <laughs> Beware of the winded, uh, wounded, wounded quiz. No, I think it's clear that you're the one to go for today. <laughs> Are you just scared to put your knowledge on no, the line against I'm someone? No, I'm just saying. Just saying it might be the chance to find your guard has been all lowered. Right. Well, all you have to do is uh, get through. It'll be around 3.50 when we give the cue to call, which is a pretty obvious one. It's like ring now right. if you want to win $1,000 worth of fuel. Not now. Thanks to Hyundai, you get to take on either Roach or myself. And before we go and leave, we'll put you into the draw. And uh, one of maybe 10 chances. If we hope. We hope. At we the hope. moment, we've got no one. Yes. Um, and you can't win it. Chris from No, Chris from Wall Bay. Got his pants pulled down. Sorry, Chris O. Uh, four o'clock, we'll speak to Chelsea Bedell from the Crows AFL side. Uh, they're on the wrong side of the draw now, Kim. I was at the Ventnor Hotel over at Vincent. Yes. We, were, we were up and about. There's quite a few in there. They had the yeah. cricket on. I wanted to watch the footy. Did you get the numbers in the end? Which event drew more on the television ratings? Don't know. Foxtel numbers were... Pretty low on the footy all round, actually. We'll try and get that. We'll have a chat to Chelsea at uh, 4.30. Nat Hurst, Adelaide Lightning coach. They went down by eight points, Roach. And Toddy Gray at 4.45, thanks to Ground Racing SA. We'll have some tips. Yeah, but uh, in different weekends. So the Aussies get knocked out of the World Cup. Crows lose their qualifying final to Melbourne by 21 points after being four points down at three-quarter time. 36ers lost to Perth Wildcats yesterday. Uh, still winning on Friday night. Yeah, but yep. the Illawarra's there. Very ordinary. So six-point loss to the Wildcats. Lightning lost by eight points in their opening game. Thank mm -hmm. heavens for Adelaide United. Yep, 4-2. 3-0 up at one stage. Makes it 4-2 against the defending champ. And the Redbacks. We always ride the Redbacks pretty hard, but they had a win in the one-day Series against New South Wales, so they have the winning feeling about them, so that's good. And the girls and the strikers had a victory yes, as well. Yes, indeed. So a little bit of a mixed bag. Hey, as we speak, reach some breaking news. There's been some signings at the Melbourne Football Club. I don't have them. Well, oh, try, yeah, try looking right. at the computer. Michael Hibbert. Yeah, you reckon I'm slow today? Oh. Well, I was looking for my phone all <laughs> of a sudden. Have a look at lines. <laughs> He's chortling. I was Roach. looking for my phone. It's about six inches alert. from your bull's head. Michael Hibbert, Jake Melksham. Both signed contract extensions at Melbourne. Yeah, Jake Melksham. I wonder if he's got some congratulatory calls from any of his mates on that one. Oh, go to our podcast. I want to see your face, the panic on your face then. That was beautiful. Oh, I was looking for my alert on the phone. I'm more bemused by Nathan Burke, though. So he has a please explain from headquarters for his facial look towards the umpires as they came off the field in a five-point game. That ends the Western Bulldogs season. Not for anything he said, because apparently he said nothing. So it was for the way he looked. Did he gesticulate? It, from every report, it's purely based on his look towards you, them. You should have been fined 30 seconds ago for your look. <laughs> and well, how are they going to prove I, that? I struggle with that one too. Have you actually seen the vision I can't of find them? any vision. Yeah. But oh. I'm going, well, okay, so clearly someone's complaining. The AFL has sent the please explain to Nathan Burke 
Well, he could just say he had indigestion from a five-point loss, <laughs> can't he? Yeah, well, the vegetarian diet was causing some problems. Yeah. Because uh, he coaches off the bench, so he's always there. Just and he's had a few moments recently. But I would have thought getting a please explain for a supposed, well, let's put it in inverted commas, a dirty look you gave the umpires. It's got to be a bit hard to work off for the AFL. I would have thought so, Roots. Yeah. Well, we'll see how he does explain it. <laughs> Love to get a copy of his reply. Just quickly on those other results, Adelaide went down 48 to 27 in their mm. qualifying final. Brisbane's up and about. Uh, not a bad effort by the Tigers. Brisbane 39 to 22 in the yep. Tigers. And the Kangaroos, a really low scoring affair, 1 8. 1 8. That's when the naysayers come out. Yep. Got to take it for what it is. So uh, 1 8 to 2 4. And they went down the Cats 14 to 16 to North Melbourne. So Adelaide will be. Here against Collingwood on Saturday. Double header Saturday, yes. 3.10. Yep. So let's hope we can get eight to 10,000. Richmond's there. at Punt Road. Just on that. Richmond. Adelaide is at Unley Oval. Yeah. The only 2,500 for the Carlton game. Yeah. Carlton, Adelaide. Yeah, uh, oh, at Icon, sorry, at Icon Park. Princess Park. Yeah, I made mention of that. Melbourne. mentioned that at breakfast this morning. It's, is this the moment where the AFLW hits into other sports, be it? Andrew Hayes pointed out we had the Spring Carnival take a lot of attention away from the sporting pages. Then you get the cricket coming to a point whereby would the Aussies make it or not? That takes a lot of attention in the sport mm. pages. This has been the test, isn't it? We always knew they were looking for free space, you know, free airspace for their competition. They went for late August through to December. November was going to be the test month, wasn't it? Mm. A um, congratulations to Hazy. Sorry yes. to lose him, but we wish him all the very best. Mm. He's been here from day one with Kano, so good on you, Chompers. Uh, Benny, you might want to jump onto this one. Where are Kimbo and the Rouge? We're here. Our news time, we can tell you, we're definitely here at 3 o'clock, so we'll chase that up. We appreciate that. All right, we've got to go to a break. When we get back from the break, we're going to hear from Chelsea Randall. Gee, she caught one to the nose and the head late in that game. Apparently has passed all concussion protocols. And the doc says she tripped over her shoelace. Well, I bet he said that. He can ill afford to lose exactly. her. She was on with Bungie and the Brettster yesterday mm. here on SEN. We'll hear from that after the break. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Three sixteen on a Monday afternoon. Appreciate your company and your patience. Yes, Mario, you don't have to try your crystal set. We are onto it. A little drama in Melbourne at the moment. So for those that are struggling to get us loud and clear, it is being attended to. I believe everything's a okay on the app, though. Thank Good. heavens for Good the news. app. All right, we'll push on regardless. Reach Adelaide Crows went down by twenty one points on Friday in the qualifying final. After getting off to a flyer, an absolute flyer, Chelsea Randall, the captain of the club, was on with Bungie and the Brettster talking about what they need to do to win finals. We're just kind of excited, one, to be at home and around our fans and hopefully everyone gets down to support us and, yeah, hopefully get the win so we can continue on this journey. For us, it's it's really just kind of remaining present and not overthinking, you know, all the scenarios in your head is just kind of remaining calm and, and trying to go on out there and execute your plan um, that we've been working on, and I've loved this season. It's been it's been an incredible season, you know, in terms of our girls. You know that we've learnt some incredible things in terms of we've been down and had to really fight back in games to try and actually win them. And 
Collingwood v Adelaide is a rivalry. They've had some classic games mm. since the AFLW started. Get past that, they then qualify for a, well, it's the biggest challenge in football at the moment. Brisbane, what? in Brisbane, in an AFLW preliminary final. Well, Brisbane could have an off day, couldn't they? Well, I mean, they they've could. been superb this year, but they could have an off day. They look too good at the moment. Yeah. I think Adelaide, we said toss of the coin against Melbourne. Yep. Uh, I think Adelaide's better than Collingwood. Collingwood's improved a lot, mm. but uh, never say never. Never. And especially yeah. if Chelsea wasn't to be playing. Now, she caught one late in the game, went off with blood coming out of her nose, stayed down for a while. It looked like, it was awkward to tell, it looked like a knee to the face or the head, and then went back to Doc take Clark's the Clark's got kick. a different description of well, yeah, it. <laughs> tripped over the shoelaces. Come on, Doc. Nice try. <laughs> um, yeah. But she was walking back, Rooch. I know you hadn't seen it, to take the free kick. Yeah. And they just stumbled and fell over, yeah. which is... You know, you would suggest the knock to the head. You don't just normally fall over for no reason, no, do you? No. Well, I tripped over her laces. So, well, maybe that was it. <laughs> well, actually, that's true. She did point to a lace. There you are. <laughs> the look on your well, face. My face. Well, well, she did point to her laces. <laughs> Bloody long bow, though, I think. Well, maybe it was genuine. Hey, anything Let's get hear through, from Kim, Chelsea. Anything. When Andrew McLeod and uh, Brett Maher asked yeah. her about the uh, supposed or possibility yeah. of being affected by concussion. It was a, yeah, a bit of a, I got a, I think, knee to the nose. Um, and then, yeah, so just kind of got back up. And then, unfortunately, um, I got caught in my shoelaces as I was walking back from my free kick and uh, stumbled, which maybe looked a little bit dramatic on the TV. But, uh, yeah, I've gone through all the um, concussion tests and uh, everything there and all passed with flying colours. So we're all good on this end, <laughs> which is good science. It did look dramatic. Yes. Yes. We'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Yes. I'll get you to watch it. We'll try and watch it during the break. Everyone's talking about cricket. Now that Australia's out, people are saying, oh, it's Mickey Mouse. We don't care about T20 cricket. I care when Australia's playing. It's a world event. Too right it is. And look, to win back-to-back titles in T20 was always going to be enormously challenging, but to not make the semis at home Mm. does leave a a black eye, so to speak. It's been an intriguing tournament to see the South Africans again shoot themselves in the foot to lose to the Netherlands yesterday. Um, yeah, an interesting series now. And, and then to see the crowds that you're getting at the MCG when India is playing says there is an appetite for this competition. But if it involves the Australians, strangely, there's something wrong there. Oh, I think it's just come a little bit early too. Okay. Um, I don't think people are in full-on cricket mode. What about the other issue of we've been through a pandemic People have changed their habits. We know that the big screen in the lounge room has won over a lot of people. We've still got a fair bit of work to get people back to sporting venues, haven't we? Or are the Australian cricketers on the nose? We'll yeah. get to that shortly. Yeah. Let's hear from some of the main players. Uh, Glenn Maxwell, this was him about their exit. Cricket never stopped, so you, you don't get time to dwell. Maybe when you retire, you think back to it, and oh, it would have been nice to have won that, but it doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> There's no point in dwelling about it. It's, it's like, oh well. Should, wish we had a one. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> He's a different unit. Uh, that hasn't some, gone down well, that. No, some people took offence to that. Yep. But um, look, haters like to hate. I think we know that he cares. Then again, I can't speak. Yeah, to him. yeah, but you'd like to hear in his words that there's no doubt about that. We're thinking they care. But when you hear something like that, you go, well, maybe that's why they didn't get through to the But do, well, don't we have that problem with life in general? We need to go to a break. But mm. You can't change what's happened. 
No, They'll have a forensic look at it and the coaches will go through it. They'll yeah, see where they could have done better. We know better, what we want to hear, though. We want to hear that, oh, this is really hurting. We're never going to let this happen again. We want that sort of reassurance from our sporting heroes. You, you can't guarantee anything like that, I though, in truth, that. can you? All right, we're going to go to well, a break. Well, you can guarantee what sort of commitment you're putting towards something, Well, can't? that doesn't mean that they weren't committed. Oh. Uh, we'll hear from Matthew Wade and then we'll get an opinion from Simon O'Donnell. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 327, appreciate your company, The Run Home. Thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours. Balfour's are for the game. Just before we hear from Matthew Wade and Simon O'Donnell, Roots, this is good news. Show your support for McHappy Day by purchasing a pair of silly socks from Macca's for only five smackaroonies, $5. Money raised will go towards Ronald McDonald House charities as they continue to help seriously ill or injured children and their families. They do a wonderful job. Used to be an ambassador for them many years ago, Roots. Mm, okay. Spent many a day down there and cooked breakfast on Melbourne Street, a wonderful organisation. All right, let's get to what happened in the cricket. Uh, this is Matthew Wade. He's another player that may have played his last T20 game yep. for Australia. I think it's all over Red Rover for him. This is him post-game. Yeah, we'll stay the extra night here and just uh, watch that game. So, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be hoping for a little bit of an upset there, obviously. So, I mean, it's that's tournament play. We put ourselves in this situation straight from the, the get-go this time. And um, although we've been trying to chase a little bit of run rate, it just hasn't really gone our way. We've been a little bit slow out of the blocks in this tournament and uh, hopefully it doesn't cost us. And then England did win the day after to put Australia into third position, even though they share equal points, the run rate put England into the semi-finals. When you then boil down all the numbers of the Australians through the T20, they didn't have a competition leader with bat or with ball. Many of them not even in the top 10, or no Australian mm. in the top 10. You, you're not going to be a pace setter in this competition. A, a quick-fire World Cup if you haven't got players in top four. It was interesting Matthew Wade mentioned the word that we've been a bit slow. Yeah. Uh, Simon O'Donnell described it as... Emotionless. The Aussies were emotionless. The emotion of it, I couldn't understand how emotionless we were, particularly in that format. You know, it's a, it's a jazzy up, you know, you've got to be up sort of format. And, and I thought we were, we just looked not there. Um, that, you know, that's hard to probably explain. It, it just, you, know, you look at some of the other teams and, and the way they were, they were going about it and the, how emotionally engaged in the game they were and, yeah, at times there, you just felt the Aussies sort of switched on, switched off. Mitch Stark not having a good tournament, and you know, then he goes. We were never settled. You know, it, leading in in the in the warm up games, we weren't settled. You know, there was, there was they were still fiddling with orders and stuff. So, you know, I'm like, hard to put your finger on it, Sam. But we, we were off, we're off pace. We were generally off pace. And if we, it would have been just a fluke to get into a semi. We didn't deserve to get. In. We we weren't playing good enough. Now, we're running a little bit late. We're right on time for the 3.30 news reach, but I know that you've talked about this at length in regards to why there isn't a lot of love for Australian the Australian cricket team. Uh, Simon spoke about that. We'll play that a little bit later. We've got the 4.30, oh, sorry, 3.30 news coming up, and then we'll talk to Bharat Sundarasan, world cricket guru, part of the SEN team. Uh, looking forward to that chat right after the 3.30 news. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. 
You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 3.35 on a Monday afternoon, Kimbo and The Roots here, thanks to Hyundai and Balfour's. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. A lot of people walking past us here, Roots, at number one King William Street. And a lot of them giving you a big wave. Good. Yep. Some call it the bird. Right. Alrighty. Hey, big show still coming up. Uh, Barat Sundarasan only seconds away at 4pm. Chelsea Bedell will join us from the Adelaide Crows. And Nat Hurst, the coach of the Adelaide Lightning, who went down in game one by eight points. All right. What's wrong with Australia? Let's find out. Uh, he's an international cricket guru, has his own cheer squad that travels everywhere India Did goes. Did you see that he was actually part of the presentation of the T20 trophy at Adelaide Oval last week? Well, we say he's the Dave he's Grohl lookalike, but he's bigger than Dave Grohl now. He's a superstar. When you look into the crowds, uh, Bharat Sundararson joins us now. Hello, superstar. <laughs> Hello, guys. Yeah, how many World Cup trophies has Dave Grohl lifted out? Exactly. <laughs> now, when have you attracted all this support and these banners for you in the crowd? Is that all for you? Oh, look, I mean, some people have. This is also another word for India. Uh, and it's up to you. I'll leave it up to you. Guess what came first, me or the... India, no, so. we, we choose to think it's the Bharat <laughs> Army. It's you. That's what we believe. A simple question. Everyone's having their two bobs worth. What went wrong with Australia? Was it the selectors, the coach, the talent? Tell us where they went wrong. No, I think it's. you've seen it in soccer World Cup so often, right? You pick a team, they win a World Cup. You stick with the same players, same format for another yep. year. It almost feels like the rest of the world has moved on. And you can say this retrospectively. I mean, I was the one who said Australia were favourites before the tournament began mm. uh, because everybody was fit and they seemed to have added to their strength with Tim David and uh, a couple of others as well. But um, Cam Green, another one who did finally come in. Uh, but just seeing how Australia went about their business uh, once everything started, um, you, you, you know, it just took four overs from that New Zealand game to knock them out. Uh, yes, they did win a few games after that, and you could look back and say, hey, they lost only one game. But those first four overs that Finn Allen and New Zealand just went after mm. them, I don't think they ever recovered from that. Mm. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, they're gone. They are. They're not in the semifinals. And now comes the big questions. What happens next with that Australian team? Uh, I think the next World Cup itself is 2024 in, mm. in this format. And they, in Australia don't play another 2020 international before August 2023. Wow. Uh, so you expect a lot of changes. I mean, there's already talk of maybe the fast bowlers will just stick to tests in one-day cricket. Uh, because anyway, the focus now moves on to 50-over cricket. Right? The next big World yeah. Cup comes yeah. up in October next year in India. So uh, T20 will be pushed into the back burner. Uh, I expect a completely new look T20 side whenever Australia play in that format next time. Uh, some And a great opportunity for a lot of younger names at the Big Bash. Like Suddenly it adds to the importance of the Big Bash. Mm. Right? If you perform in the Big Bash, mm. uh, there are lots of vacancies up and down the order there. Bowling, batting, all-rounders. So uh, it's, it's, in a way, it's a good thing. Look, Australia are T20 World Cup champions. They finally got that off their list. They hadn't done that for a long time. And they can now move on you know, for the next World Cup. So the next time they play or someone they don the uh, green and yellow in T20, there'll be no Finch, Warner, Wade, Cummins. Stark, who else? Um, I, I, you'd think Glenn Maxwell would still be around, yep. um, and maybe Josh Hazelwood has become the best T20 fast bowler Australia has seen for a while. Uh, but a lot of the others, um, you know, uh, would would have moved on. And, and also, we can't forget that the the, the landscape of world mm-hmm. cricket itself is changing so rapidly. 
Um, come January, we'll have the first ever South African Premier League, then the UAE Premier League. Um, so then the things are going to look very different even when the next World Cup comes around in uh, whatever, 20 months from now. Um, so who knows? <laughs> who, are, who are these players going to be contracted by? Not just Australian, internationally. Uh, would the whole takeover of world cricket by these IPL franchise owners have already taken place? So there's a lot to look forward to, but I see it as just more opportunities for everyone playing cricket in Australia, whatever age group, uh, because like I said, there will be openings, there will be opportunities to don that um, the green and gold and play some international cricket for Australia. Barat, you would have heard the murmurs, murmurs. We don't know if this is factual or not, but people talking about the fact that Australians have fallen out of love with their cricket team. Simon O'Donnell was asked on SEN Breakfast that exact question. The, the, the Langer thing's big in this. Pe- people didn't like how that happened. And Justin Langer was, was much loved as a player and you know went about his business and he was hard-nosed. And you know, that unceremonious dumping of the coach and the, the players' activity behind the scenes in that, that, that has left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. Do you think it's disenchant- uh, disenfranchised the Australian public? Uh, I would say it could stand true for the Western Australian public because we saw that and I heard that as well when I was in Perth for the Australia-Sri Lanka game that a lot of people didn't want to show up because of how Justin Langer was treated. But that's also how uh, parochial different states in Australia are as I have learned since I've moved here. Um, I don't think... I mean, I love Simon O'Donnell, but I don't think it's that well spread out. It's the same as what happened after Cape Town 2018, right? I remember coming here on a tour and... All the talk was we don't want to watch Australian cricket. But then they developed a, 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 a new feel, a new liking for the Australian team. And yeah, Justin Langer, Tim Payne, Aaron Finch all played a big role in it. Uh, but even after Justin Langer was, I mean, or, or Justin Langer and cricket Australia parted ways, when Australia were playing in Pakistan and Sri Lanka, I still saw a lot of interest uh, back home, right? Like while I was on tour. People wanted to know. People were happy with the way Australia performed in Pakistan. People were happy with the way Australia carried themselves in Sri Lanka. So I think it's, it still goes back to just the time of the year in October. People still haven't really warmed mm. up to cricket. I think if it had started yesterday, right, with the sun out, and like I always say, the people with their thongs on, maybe <laughs> there would have been a little more interest for cricket. Because that's how it works in Australia, right? If the weather is not right, they can't even think about cricket season. That's true. That's true. Here's an easy one. I've just made you an, an Australian selector, retrospectively. Would have you played Richardson over Stark? Uh, no, I wouldn't have. And uh, the only reason for that is, uh, look, you wanted like early, quick wickets and you wanted a quick game. Mm. That was the only way Australia would have even had a chance. Eventually, it didn't make sense anyway because England went on to win. Uh, rather comfortably, but um, you know, it, it was strange the way they used Mitch Stark throughout the tournament. You know, he, he's been a new ball uh, enforcer for 10 years, and before the tournament, they decided, no, 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 we want to use him in the middle overs, and changed his role, and I, I remember asking him about this after the Ireland game in Brisbane, uh, and he spoke about how he had to change his lens, and he's, I mean, obviously he wasn't going to come out and complain about it, but you could sense, I mean, he would have preferred having the new ball, which is which he was used to having for so long. So already his role was kind of strange in, during the World Cup. And then, you know, last minute they decide maybe they want someone who could probably provide a little more control for them. So it, it, it was a bit of, like, like, it was a gamble. It didn't pay off. Again, mm. uh, Richardson could have taken two wickets and three balls mm. right at the start of his spell. Catches went down. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have done that. You know, I thought 
Stark is in. So I would have even given him the new ball in that game. Just try to rock these Afghans early. Uh, and it, ha- it didn't work out. Like, I think it summed up Australia's campaign. Last year, everything they tried worked. Right? Matthew Wade as finisher, the fast bowlers from the test team playing T20 cricket in the UAE. Everything worked. This year, everything they tried, whether it was Tim David, whether it was um, uh, you know Mitchell Stark in the middle overs, whether it was Steve Smith in the last game, nothing worked out. So, mm. you know, it was one of those campaigns, those forgettable campaigns. So, Barat, if the T20 World Cup was a hard sell, do we just take it as a natural that it's the old rivalry, Australia and England in a one-day international, which the one-days have been hard to sell as well, <laughs> that we just click in now? I would be very surprised. And honestly, like I, I don't sound, like to sound very pessimistic, but because 50 over cricket has struggled as a yeah, format. It has. So when they start off, like, what is the awareness around this one-day series? How many people in Adelaide know that there is a game on mm. the 17th, the old rivals, Australia and England? Yeah. Not too many. I mean, not too many people were aware that the World Cup was on. But now mm. that Australia knocked out also, um, I don't know how you're going to generate that kind of interest for 50 over cricket. Um, hopefully, look, the weather is good that day. But also, if the weather is good in Australia, everybody runs to the beach, not the Adelaide Oval. <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be a challenge as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and it's it's not the most exciting of Test summers either. At least the start. South Africa will be a great series. West Indies, just the way they've been performing these days. The first two Tests, yeah. So it's it's we we'll have to wait till I think the middle to late of uh, the latter half of December for cricket season to really pick up this year. Mm, All right, okay. who wins the World Cup now? Oh, it just, <laughs> the stars are just pointed towards an India-Pakistan final again. Yeah. I said this after that first incredible game at the MCG. Then I thought, well, how can Pakistan ever come back? But yeah. that's what Pakistan do, right? They shock people all the time. Um, so I think it's all pointed towards an India-Pakistan final. I just have a sneaky feeling, just the way things have gone for India this time, it could well be, I didn't have them as favourites at all. I had South Africa as favourites, to be honest. And look what happened to them yesterday at the hands of the Dutch. So, uh, I'm, I think India have enough and things going their way for them to go win. But Pakistan are just peaking and they're just looking more and more dangerous by the day. Gee, how good would that be? The MCG would be rocking mm. 100,000 fans there. That would be crazy. Hey, as always, Barat, we really appreciate uh, your time today and your wonderful insight. No worries at all, guys. I'll go enjoy the sun. Yeah, go ahead there, you big Why rock star, not? you, hey? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Roach, you know what we've got to do now? The buzzer. You've been on the interchange bench. No one's Beat taking you on yet. Uh, if you want to win $1,000 worth of free fuel, this is pretty easy. We're about to play Beat the Boys. Ring now. Well, if you can't get the time right, you're probably not going to be too good at this, eh? one 736 736 Don't poke the bear, Roach. Um, <laughs> time for Beat the Boys. Your chance to win a $1,000 fuel voucher, all thanks to Hyundai. Don't forget the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel is in stock now. Ring now. Select whether you want to take on Roach or myself. I've had two victories, two from two. And celebrated hard. Too right. <laughs> um, yeah, and if you can beat either myself or the Roots, you're in the draw, yeah. and we'll announce that just before we go on leave at the end of the month. Ring now. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 3.51 on a Monday afternoon. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. Apologies. 
Apologies, apologies. We know we're having some technical problems. We'll try again with Beat the Boys, though. If you want to win $1,000 worth of free fuel, ring now on one 736 736 Best of three questions. If you knock off either the Roots or you myself, you go in the draw for $1,000 worth of free fuel, and we'll be giving that away in about two weeks' time. All right, so that number again, one 736 736 Ring now. Hey, Roots, when we were talking to Barat Sundarasan, we asked about the move and the decision to put Richardson in over Mitchell Stark. Yes. He didn't agree with it. As I said, I was at the Ventnor Hotel at Port Vince, and a lot of people are saying, where's Stark? Mm -hmm. This is the coach, Andrew McDonald, on the decision. We were looking to reinforce the the back end um, with Kane Richardson, Um, so we put a premium on death bowling. Uh, That was the decision uh, in a nutshell, really. Um, It was Kane up against Starkey for, for a little bit of um, depth, depth bowling depth and uh, Kane got the nod um, and any time you leave out a player of the stature of Mitchell Stark it's it's always going to I suppose create um, you know, significant sort of I suppose how would you phrase it it's you know, attention to, to that selection um, and the reality is that we've got 15 players that arguably could be in the 11 um, and those that miss out are always going to be genuinely uh, you know, stiff. I think I've got the phrase Rooch. Yes. It opens it? you up to enormous criticism. Yes, it does, but at the same time, they didn't have enough players who actually performed to a level which by batted away these questions. So many of the Aussies who just did not lift to a level that was required in this T20 series. Everyone said they were flat. There's a text that's yep. come through here from Mickey D in Mitcham says, Kimbo, the Aussie cricketers need to show more heart and leave absolutely nothing out there on the pitch. A bit like your performance in Port Vincent this weekend. Mm. Oh, boom, boom. Good on you, Mickey. All right. A lot of people are saying that uh, that first loss against New Zealand stuffed up everything for Australia. This is Andrew McDonald's view. Yeah, suffered a a slow start to the tournament and couldn't really, I suppose, grapple that back. Um, And then compound that with the washout against England, who were going to be vying for a top two spot with. um, Yeah, we just got behind it from, from the first game. Yes, and now they are out of the tournament, not defending their title in a semi-final. So we'll have England and India here in Adelaide Thursday. Expect India to be better placed than England, surely. England's good. And I'm not sure they're as good as India. What final moment. would you like to see? Bharat's thinks oh, it would yeah, be Pakistan and India. Pakistan and India would be superb at the MCG. That would be crazy, wouldn't it? 100,000 people. Yeah. The streets would be going... Yes. Uh, Damien Fleming, never short of a word when it comes to cricket because he's a former Australian player. He was on with Jared Waitley this morning and uh, the question was, what do Australia do now in regards to their T20 team? And let's be honest, Jared, you don't win unless three of your top four have, have big tournaments. So who are going to be those top order players that um, can basically just win your, win your T20 World Cups and then... And then you know, Tim David, that type of player is definitely, you know, he'd have to be in their plans. You know, can we get another one? Maybe a left-handed Tim David who can go out there with eight balls to go and score 20. But, you know, when when do you start to look at this? The next game's not until August. Um, we've got a 50-over World Cup. So they've got to make put most of their focus there. So it'll be intriguing to see what our first team is when when the World Cup is in two years' time over there in America and the Caribbean. Yeah, so I think this just totally gets shelved now and and should. There's a five-test summer coming, then test series against India in India, the Ashes in England, 
and a 50-over World Cup, like that, that's where all of Australia's planning, thoughts, energies should go, which is why I just wonder whether there's a – it's not a side project. It's a, If you are actually going to rebuild this, what happens during the BBL and how do you harness that in the immediate aftermath when there, there is – there's no incentive. In fact, it would be a pure distraction if Australian cricket spent any time on it, given the, the demands that are coming. Yeah, it's grander priorities at the moment, aren't they? And then that Ashes test series offshore is going to be a big one. Mm. Uh, that's, that's where we make our real genuine impression on what we are in the world scene. We talk about magic round with the football. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how the crowds are here with no Australian participation. Can I say that again? Participation. Yeah. With um, <laughs> uh, India and England in that Thursday nighter for the T20, mm. oh, you'll get a there's a great deal of interest from the Indian. What's fans. a great deal? You yeah. get fifty thousand? No, you won't get fifty. Forty? Oh, I would hope thirty. Thirty? Yeah, I would hope thirty. Port and Crow's got twenty. Yeah. The AFLW. Yeah. Uh, look, just all the texts that are coming through. I do appreciate there's some technical problems at the moment. It's damn frustrating for everyone mm. I know. We are just as frustrated, but hang in there. We are trying to attend to it. Crowds and opportunities. The AFLW stuffed this one up with the way in which they put semi-finals back to back, rather than not one on a Friday night. So Adelaide playing Friday night at Unley Oval. So the Richmond North Melbourne game, which is the first one on Saturday, is already sold out with a limited capacity at Punt Road. Uh, have they? Should have they gone separate ways? One Friday night, one Saturday afternoon. What would be restricting them from doing that? Well, probably because they need to get that TV you know, program right, programming mm. right. And when you ask the question of what figures we would get Friday night, the Australia-Afghanistan game was number five all up for all TV over last week. Number five in total. Got yep. a national run of 490,000. 72,000 in Adelaide. The Adelaide-Melbourne AFLW game hit 22,000 on Fox Friday night. Well, they would have got more if they'd flicked it over in the pub at the event. <laughs> <I'll tell you. laughs> There's kept another one. Yeah. Kept requesting. Yeah, that. right. Uh, well, still 22 to 70 for a yeah. competition that's in its seventh season against yeah. a, a game that's international. Mm. Yes. Maybe not too bad. I reckon Seven would have been happy with those numbers. Hey, Roach, I'll try one more time because I know we're dropping in and out. I apologise again. That's with the app and on radio. But uh, we do want to give you a chance to win that $1,000 worth of free fuel. So beat the boys. If you give us a call now on 1300 736 736, uh, we know everyone's keen to win that $1,000 free fuel because we've done this two days last week and the phones went crazy. So hopefully you are hearing us. In the meantime, of course, we wait for the four o'clock news route and we go to Chelsea Bedell. Hey, take us through Adelaide United. Um, we spoke to Carl Viet last week. It was a game they were expected to win. 4-2, a good result. 3-0 up and then it became 4-2. The biggest bit of this is they're third on the table now. Mm. They are behind Melbourne City as the leaders, but they are third on that ladder after not having a home game for the first three weeks. They're scoring. So Craig Goodwin was in the books again, 22nd minute score there. So. But you're our world, world game guru, 3-0 up and to win 4-2. Yeah, no, that's Good a result. Great, that's, yeah, well, they're playing a, a defending champ that's got a fair bit on its plate and needed to respond and they certainly did. But 4-2 is a great result for Adelaide United. Okay. Well, Western United's bottom. Yes, but they are the defending champ and should have some pride on their 
agenda as well. All right, so um, Hiroshi Ibasuki. He started it in the yeah. ninth. Craig, Craig Goodwin, Goodwin in the 22nd. Then <laughs> West United throw up an own goal, makes it 3-0, and Ben O'Halloran, Ben Halloran, it's not O'Halloran, Halloran, makes it in the 79th, the fourth score for Adelaide. So that's a great weekend for them. All righty. We're live and interactive. Uh, you can have your say on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 36 Rich, just quickly, I, I mentioned that we had McGain Real Estate, uh, Mike Dobbin, has just yes. uh, sent a text saying, I can't bloody hear you. <laughs> G'day, Dobbo. We, we are working on it at the moment. Uh, I don't wish to embarrass him, but uh, their company, uh, great supporters out in the community. And I mentioned how there was a hockey team there from... Um, the Iron Port Triangle, Piri, Port yeah, Piri, yeah. Uh, they are the Brisbane Risden Tigers, yes, and um, and they were just a ripping bunch of girls and and women. We all had a lot of fun, and uh, Dobbo's been good enough to sponsor them. So, so his name will be on their shirts. Next yes, season. yeah, going to get them you. all their new kits. So uh, well done. We're all going to go up there and uh, watch a game. So we'll keep you across Look those schools. Thanks to McGain Real Estate. Uh, they really do like helping the community at all levels. It's five o'clock, Chelsea Bedell after four. Oh, it's four o'clock, Chelsea Bedell. Oh, fair dinkum. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Just after four o'clock, Kimbo on the Roots with you, the run home. Thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Well, Roots, you never write off champions, but I can tell you the champs are well and truly on the ropes at the moment. After Friday's qualifying final loss to Melbourne, the Crowey girls went down by 21 points. They started so well, Kim. I know. Ridiculous. Let's find out why things went awry as we welcome their star defender, Chelsea Bedell. Hello, Chelsea. Hello, how are you? You're probably better than you. Here's your easy question. You just heard Root. What went wrong? <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, it's a very loaded question. I don't know where to start. Um, well, was no, there I a breeze? The, um, was there a breeze? Um, not really, actually. No? It was very, actually a very nice oval, good conditions. So, um, no, there wasn't really much of a breeze. So you played well to kick the first three goals, then you can only manage 1-1 one, one for the next three quarters. Yeah, we yeah we started really well actually. Um, it's probably the best first quarter that we played mm. um, all season. Um, our pressure and the way we wanted to play was very good. But then from then on, I think Melbourne were just sort of able to get the game on their terms a bit, and it was just yeah a bit difficult to sort of wrestle back the momentum from there. Mm, it's extraordinary, isn't it? You have a good start, which you've wanted all year. <laughs> You're accurate in front of goals, yeah. so to speak, because you've scored more goals than behinds, four three. But the inevitable thought that was there all week, that Melbourne would run, run and run, did actually play out on Princess Park in the end, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, they're a very fit team and they love the handball receives. And mm. yeah, once they were able to get that going, it was, yeah, it was quite difficult to stop, especially as a defender when it's coming in like that. But um, yeah, no, it's great to the girls. We, we, were right up in, we were right up in it until at least three quarter time. Um, we just weren't able to get the result, unfortunately. So you're four points down at three quarter time. What was the message from the doc? Um, just to get that pressure back up and just try to try to stop the, the handball receives and try to stop their running game a bit. Um, but, yeah, obviously we weren't quite able to do that. But, um, yeah, we knew that when, if we played our best footy, we were able to get it, we were going to be able to get it done. But, yeah, we just weren't quite able to get there, unfortunately. Have you had the game review yet? Um, not yet. Uh, we've got training tonight. So, yeah, we'll probably do a bit of that tonight. And then, yeah, we'll probably focus on the next game moving forward. 
Did he address you all after the game then? Um, a little bit. He didn't say a lot, though. Um, he just said that, you know, we obviously we really liked the first quarter and the first quarter was Crow's footy. Um, so, yeah, we just sort of need to hone in and focus on that and bring that for four quarters. And you look at some of the positives out of it, the continual improvement of Caitlin Gould. Yeah, yeah, she um she started really well, had a really good game, especially against some some really quality rocks mm. in um Lauren Pierce and obviously Taylor Harris was in there a bit as well. Um, but yeah, she was yeah definitely a shiny star and on a, on a rough night. Bittersweet for Chelsea Randall to get back into the team when many thought it would take many more weeks for her to get over the ankle, and then she trips over herself at the end. How is she? Well, she didn't trip over. Well, she said she said she got caught up in her laces. Did she? Well, she's trying to win the footy. So how is Chelsea um, Randall? Yeah, um, yeah, I think she's tracking really well. Um, she's passed all the concussion tests and stuff moving yeah. forward. So yeah, she's in good hands. So yeah, moving. She's in. Yeah, so the medical team will just monitor her um, this week, and yeah, hopefully she'll be available for selection. All right. So no other injuries in the game that you know of? Um, not that I know of. No. So you should have a full complement. You now take on Collingwood on Saturday, uh, three ten at Unley Oval. We know the Collingwood Army likes to travel, so we want a huge crowd there. Are you looking forward to that contest? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we love playing Unley Oval, especially on a nice day. We get a good crowd there; it'll be good. Um, but, yeah, it should be a tough contest and Collingwood are a very good team, so we're definitely looking forward to the challenge. Well, if you want another flag, it's pretty simple. you just got to win three games in a row. Collingwood, then yeah. beat Brisbane, up in Brisbane, which would be the toughest ask in football at, at the, the moment. At the moment it is, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, Brisbane obviously a very good team, but, yeah, we'll focus on Collingwood for now. I'll just take it one game at a time. All right. So uh, what to- where, where does the improvement come from then? Where do you think you can go a little bit better than you did on the weekend? Um, I think it's just our pressure and just maintaining mm. our pressure um, for four quarters. I think you know that's when we have that pressure and when we're um, when we're tackling and, and forcing them um, when we're tackling and stopping them in their tracks. It just yeah, it makes it that's just our footy. Um, so I think maintaining that for four quarters is really important for us to to, to win. So your defensive coach or the midfield coaches, they're not concerned that, you know, Melbourne had 13 scoring shots. This never used to happen against Adelaide in the past. We know the competition's really improved. Um, no, not necessarily. Um, we know where, where we can get better and what we can fix up. And, um, yeah, obviously Melbourne's a very good team. But, um, yeah, we'll focus on some small things throughout the week. But, um yeah, we, we, we turn to, to Collingwood and hopefully, yeah, we can get the job done. Mm. Well, as I said, yep. Chelsea, never write off champions. Uh, I'm certainly not going to reach. Are you? Well, they're in the toughest part of the draw. If they win this championship, Adelaide, to make it for two in one year, it will be one of the greatest achievements of their AFLW story. It is challenging. You've got to admit it. It's a oh, very yes. challenging one. But well, what do they say about pressure? And diamonds. Makes diamonds. Yep. Just get over Collingwood. This Saturday, November the 12th, 3.10 at Unley Oval. Let's get 10,000 there. We wish you all the very best, Chelsea. Hopefully we're talking to you next time as a winner. No worries. Thanks for having me. This year is Chelsea Bedell, one of the most improved players in the AFLW. Yeah, Along needed... with Caitlin Gould, who we spoke about last week with her improvement. There's bits there that tell you they can be the defending champ who defends accurately. But then there are moments where it just doesn't happen. Yeah, seven scoring shots yeah. against 13. They've been scored against in the second half of the year a lot more than they ever have in the mm. history of the club, I oh, think. So, so I get see back. what happens in the yeah. next 
three weeks if we're going to ride this all the way so to a grand final. Is that game style? Is it ball movement? Maybe it's also, like you've noted, Kim, competition's got greater depth. Greater, think, yep. yeah, maybe some teams finally do start moving ahead of what was Adelaide's great you know, agenda that they set at the very beginning of AFLW. I agree with you, Rooch. That's going to happen. Let's move on to some good news, Rooch. Mm-hmm. This is one of the few times you do put your hands in your pocket because you get something for it. Show your support for Make Happy Day by purchasing a pair of silly socks from Maccas for only $5. You wear yours every year, Rooch. You need to wash them. Right. Money raised will go towards Ronald McDonald House Charities as they continue to help seriously ill or injured children and their families. So go buy some silly socks from Maccas. Only $5. It's for a great cause. Indeed. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Fifteen on a beautiful Monday afternoon. Just a reminder about those McHappy Day socks, the silly socks from Maccas for only $5. Money raised will go towards Ronald McDonald House Charities as they continue to help seriously ill or injured children and their families. Pop into Maccas and buy some of those silly socks, only $5. Even the Roach does it. Good man, Roach. Hey, I'll have another crack at this, Roach, because of the technical problems we need to try and get this to air. (laughs) All right. Right. Beat the boy because we're giving away $1,000 worth of free yeah, exactly. fuel. Exactly. All right, ring now. I think all the technical problems are being fixed. Ring now, 1300 736 736. Best of three questions. You can either take on me, I'm undefeated, or the Roach, who's been too I thought you were going to say under the weather. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit of both. Um, yeah, so ring now, 1300 736 736. $1,000 worth of free fuel. We'll be giving yes. that away in two weeks' time. All right, a lot of talk about the uh, World Cup route, and in particular Mitch Stark being left out of, of what was a really, really crucial game. Mm. Ian Healy, part of the SEN stable, does brekkie up there with uh, Paddy Welsh. This is what Hills had to say about Mitch Stark. But all of a sudden, Starkey's the death bowler again? Wow. He was middle overs bowler. Remember they told us that last week? He's not in the power play up front so much anymore. He's in the middle. He's an attacking defender. And... Mm. But now he got replaced for death bowling. That, it's just oh, gobbledygook. Very, <laughs> very average. You're looking to knock over an inexperienced, talented but inexperienced Afghanistan top order, yeah. and you drop Stark. Who is our bowling coach, everyone? Do we know our bowling coach? No. Well, it wouldn't be the bowling coach's fault, would it? You'd have some say in the discussion with all... The selectors and coaching, yeah, surely. It's the uh, selectors. I uh, got another text here about um, Chelsea Randall and the concussion. Mm. Now, we did play this a little bit earlier, but we appreciate that we were off air. Uh, we just spoke to Chelsea Bedell then, and we re- pre-recorded Chelsea because they have training commitments yes. now, Rooch. Let's hear from Chelsea Randall. She was on with Brett Maher and Andrew McLeod yesterday on Bungie and the Brettster just to clear up whether she had concussion or not. It was a, yeah, a bit of a, I got a, I think, knee to the nose. Um, and then, yeah, so just kind of got back up. And then, unfortunately, um, I got caught in my shoelaces as I was walking back from my free kick and uh, stumbled, which maybe looked a little bit dramatic on the TV. But, uh, yeah, I've gone through all the um, concussion tests and uh, everything there and all passed with flying colours. So we're all good on this end, <laughs> which is a good sign. Good news. It did look dramatic. 
and they will stick to the tripping over the shoelaces line too. I think about the program for the weekend where both AFLW finals, uh, semi-finals, are being back-to-back, mm. Richmond, North Melbourne, Collingwood, Adelaide, back-to-back. Text message coming through that clashes also, and this is where the AFLW or the AFL, whichever organisation you want to pin on this one, needs to do better homework, is those finals are going to clash with the Matildas. Why wouldn't you just find your own space? The point is that there are a lot of fans who want to watch both and they're having to make a choice. They're only watching Venues the be a problem? I wouldn't have thought Unley Oval would be a problem with a Friday. We Didn't we have a Friday night mm. game here just, what, two weeks ago? Uh, you bring in temporary lighting as well to assist with the lighting yeah, that they have? Surely it shouldn't be an issue. They, they, they played that game two weeks ago in this sort of light and it was fine. So yeah, maybe they needed to look at the calendar and say, well, do we really want to go head-to-head with the Matildas? Well, why don't we a get, smart we'll, move? We'll get Phil Harper on from the Adelaide Footy Club, speak to him tomorrow about it. We'll get someone from the AFL. Yeah, it would be more an AFLW call than mm. an Adelaide call. I mean, I, I'm very sure concerned they... about it, Richie Rich. Well, it does because they need this, this change of season that they've picked on to go from August through to December to work. Because it, it is a better time for the players compared to the heat that they were enduring through January, February and March. The run home is thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. We'll try it again, Rooch. The phones were going crazy last week. Last yeah. week. Well, every week. So it's got me a bit nervous. I know we're having technical problems. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Ring now if you want to play Beat the Boys and have the chance to win a $1,000 fuel voucher. So $1,000 worth of free fuel. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 425, we're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. And we are live from Studio Lumo USA and it's time to play... Beat the boys, Roach, and I'm very excited to welcome Tony, the Gold Coast Crow, to take on one of us. Hello, Tone. How you going, lad? Yeah, good. Welcome to the show. Now, you know how this works? Um, never played it, but it sounds like I've just got to answer a few questions and try and beat you, you up. Well, you can pick who you want to take on. We've done it for two nights. Both times they've, ta- they've requested to take me on. They've had their pants pulled down. So you can take on me or the Roach. Best of three questions. Neither of us have seen the questions. If you win, you go into the draw for $1,000 worth of fuel. And if you win tonight, you've got 100% chance of winning because no one's beat us yet. At this point. Yeah. So who would you like to take on? Oh, third time lucky. Let's have a crack at you, Aiken. Oh, you've picked a good night for it too. You you heard I had a big weekend in Port Vincent, didn't you? I have absolutely no idea what we're going to come in for. So, um, yeah, who, who knows what the questions are about? Right. No, we got no idea. So, Rachel, so, you, ask, so you know this, Tony. When the question is asked, you can come in any time you wish. Just say your name, Tony, because Kim will yell out Kimbo very, very quickly. And then if you get the question right, you're in the lead. All right, we're ready to go? Yep. Here we go, Rich. Okay, question one. It is from the T20 World Cup. England won with two balls to spare against my favourite team of Sri Lanka. Who hit the winning runs for England? Tony. Oh, go, Tony. 
The answer is? Stokes. Say that again, please. Stokes. Ben Stokes. No. Okay. Still no. alive. Still alive. No. That's all right. Next question. No, but can't you go for the answer here as well? Well, I, I can. But you don't know. Well, I'll say... I don't know. Um, I don't even know if he's playing. Well, I spent I the whole the, week at Poor Vids. I'll go Bears, though. No, both wrong. Okay, we're 0-0. I know who it is. I know who it is, too. Bloody Wokes. That's right. Oh, Chris Wokes. you should have said it. You <laughs> well, you miss out now. All right, 0-0. Zero, zero. Question two. Rafael Nadal won his 22nd Grand Slam title at Roland Garros. How many times has he won the French Open? Tony. Tony, go for it. Fourteen. Oh, he has the correct answer here. Was that right? Fourteen. Fourteen French Open titles to Rafael. We're down to a decider. Yes. Question three. Which former St Kilda player has returned to Moorabbin? Tony. Go, Tony. Tony. Yes, Tony. Goddard. Well done. Brendan Goddard as a development coach. We have a winner. I got smashed tonight. Zip. (laughs) Well done. Ben, did you give him the answers, did you? Look at Benny's, Benny's bloody got his hands up like he's won a gold medal. Hey, well done, Tony. Well, you're officially in the draw for $1,000 worth of free fuel. The only I'm one that leader. Yeah, the only one that qualifies at the moment. So you'll find out if you win within two weeks. Nice. Happy days, boys. Well done, Tony. Hey, good on you, Tony, and thank you for being a friend of the show. Gee. No worries. Thanks, boys. Have a good one. Did get me at a good time, Roach. <laughs> it was the perfect time. It's brain dead. <laughs> there you are. We have a winner in Beat the Boys. Yeah, Tony well, even the Goddard the one. Well, hang on. I was going to go Lenny, um, Lenny Hayes. Yes. I didn't think it was official with Goddard yet. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Is it? That yeah. happened on the weekend. Yes, absolutely. Well, I said I had a big weekend, Yes, Roach. there you are. All right. Who's joining go. us after the news? Uh, we're going to have a chat to Natalie Hurst. She's an absolute ripper. They lost their, well, they only played one game. Yep. We're down by eight, the Southside Flyers. Signs. So we'll have a chat to loss. Nat. That's coming up very, very shortly. Hey, we'll do Beat the Boys again tomorrow, perhaps without all the dramas. Hopefully so. All right, I got smashed, but I'm two and one. Yes. Rightio. I'll be a lot better tomorrow. I hope so. Someone have a go at the Rooch. <laughs> He's got terrible general knowledge of sport. Oh, yeah, it's uh, 4.30. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Just after 4.30, Kimbo and The Roots with you. We are live from Studio Blue SA on a beautiful, a glorious Monday afternoon. The sun is shining. It's around 29 degrees. Don't forget the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel is in stock now. And we've managed to track down the coach of the Adelaide Lightning after their first game of the season, out taking her three-and-a-half-month-old for a walk route. I'm presuming little Billy Matilda is in a pram, though, as we welcome Nat Hurst. Hello, Natty. Hello, how are you going? <laughs> is she asleep? Is little Billy asleep? <laughs> She's finally gone to sleep, so uh, let's uh, hope that this she stays asleep for this. But uh, yeah, finally got her after screaming for an hour. So Ooh. lucky, you know, good time. All right, we'll take advantage of this then. Um, the first game of the season, you took on uh, the Southside Flyers. It was a real shootout. You went down by eight points. Did the game unfold the way you wanted it, apart from the result? Was it meant to be a shootout? Oh, look, we were hoping it wasn't going to be. I was hoping we'd have a... a 
that defensive presence that you know we showed in the fourth quarter. I was hoping we'd have it a little bit earlier. Um, but the positive is that we, we found something within ourselves that we know we're capable of. Um, so look, I, I was I knew that we I knew I know we can score points. I knew we'd score we'd score high. It was just about us trying to keep the team you know a little bit lower. But like I said, massive positives coming out of, of what we did in the fourth quarter. So Nat, how much of what you intend to put into this Adelaide Lightning program has emerged in that first game? Uh, oh, look, I think we're maybe 60% there. We've okay. still got a lot of growth. Yep. Um, but I, like, I, I walked away obviously disappointed with the loss, um, but just the way we fought, the way we got down, and, and I didn't have to call a timeout for, for the girls to dig themselves out of a, out of a big hole and, and show, some, show some grit that I know that the girls have and, and the reason why we recruited a lot of these girls is because they have a lot of heart, a lot of fight, and we definitely showed that, and they got themselves back into the game without, without Coach having to, mm. to kind of take over. So... Um, Massive positives. Um, the girls walked away again, same like me, disappointed, but they know that they're right there. And if we can tighten up a few things, that, that good things can happen for us in the next few games. Tell us about the performance of 18 year old Isabel Borlace, who <laughs> would be familiar to many South Australians. Her mum, Jenny, was an Australian player for netball and also starred for Garville. And her dad, of course, was a star for Port Adelaide. And her brother, James, is playing for the Adelaide Crows. Uh, a fairly reasonable debut, I believe. Terribly untalented family, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, um, we know, we, I mean, if you didn't know Izzy's name before, you'll definitely know it now. We, you know, my, my sister and myself and uh, everyone around the club knows what she's capable of. We knew she was capable of, of that performance. Those numbers, I, I wasn't sure, but, uh, you know, watching her, her come into preseason and go away to Perth in the preseason games, we, we know she's special. Um, what a great debut game for her. Um, yes, again, Unfortunately, lost, but like I said, a lot of positives. And to see Izzy go out there and and play as an eighteen year old against some women mm. and, and and make them make them feel her and come out the game. And I had I talked to a couple of my mates on the other team, and they said, "Who is that?" We didn't mm. even have her on scouting notes. She's going to be scouted and and heavily watched from now on. And even one said that if she's not in the next local squad, there's something Ooh. wrong with those coaches. So massive, massive compliments for her. Um, super happy, but. My Matt Clark, my sister and I just sat back and we, we knew we knew that, that she's a special athlete and that, that she can produce a performance like that. So, uh, yeah, no pressure on her for the rest of the season. <laughs> so tell us about her physically, though, because we know that Jenny was tall and rangy and, uh, and quite fine. Uh, Daryl, good set of shoulders. And uh, James, her brother, a really big set of shoulders. How is she physically? I mean, she's got those shoulders, um, the, the trait of the ball lays. She's got mm. those. She's just... That's the brilliant thing about her. She's coming and she's her body's ready for this kind of kind of physicality. Uh, the speed of the game. She's she's already got that in her body. So you can't teach that. Um, she's she's gifted uh, in the gene pool with that. Um, and now it's just about honing her skills. And obviously she's already already on her way mm. to doing that. So uh, yeah, like I said, I'm super happy for her her to come out and just show people who she is and what she can do. Now speaking of scouting and planning for an opponent. What's it like to do with Lauren Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, lots of scout notes started on a whole page and then we thought, oh, it's probably a little bit too much. We need to trim those down a little yeah. bit. But uh, we kind of were going in picking our poison. Um, you know, if Loz, Loz had big numbers and we were able to hold other people down, we're okay with that. You can't. Okay. They're, they're a team of starters. You can't guard everyone. Mm. Um, it's just about picking that. And, you know, I think Jacinta Monroe actually did a really good job on her on the defensive end. I think Loz was maybe one of nine. From the field, um, so I was happy with how we guarded her. She's uh, she makes other stuff happen for her teammates because she does. 
she does, we do have to give her a lot of attention. Um, but I think the girls did a pretty good job. I know you'll never look for excuses. You're on the road again this week. Is it ideal? Two games on the road to start the season. You have to travel to Townsville to take on the fire on Friday. Oh, look, uh, would we love to have a home game right now? Probably yes, but I think uh, this is all character-building stuff and, and culture-building stuff for us to, to go on the road and essentially play against the three who people are tipping to be the three top teams for this season. Mm. Um, so I think it can only do great things for our squad and, like I said, it, it builds character, it builds culture and it, and it builds all that, that good stuff that we need within a group um, coming back home on the 19th. So, now what did you learn about your group that you didn't expect to come out in the first game? Um, okay, I knew we were together. I didn't know how together we were, yeah. um, but watching us, watching them interact on the road, watching them walk into the stadium, watch how they interact in the change room, walking out of the change room, like I said, we walked in together, we walked out together, we, yep. we had fun together, we, we, we focused together, we played hard together, and it's, it's, you can't teach that. Um, that needs to come naturally within a group, and, and I'm lucky that I've got the girls that have that getting really got around each other for the whole six weeks of preseason. The ones that came in late, they welcome them with open arms, and uh, I actually think that goes a long way to, to being successful in the season. So I knew we had it. I didn't realise how, how much we had it, and I'm just happy that, that they're there for each other uh, through the good and the bad at the moment. So okay. uh, I think, that, like I said, it can only help us build. Natty, we know you're trying to have some quality mother-daughter time with little Billy <laughs> Matilda at the moment. Just an easy question for you. I know she's only three and a half months old. Uh, if you had a choice, will she be a basketballer, a tennis player, a golfer or play AFLW? Well, I keep, uh, from family members, we keep telling her she's going to be a tennis player. I don't even know where that comes from. Um, <laughs> I also have a five-year-old son who's more into reading and, and doing math. So I don't know if I'm going to get any sporty children, um, but uh, we'll just see how it goes. No pressure from mum. You know, I come down with my son and watch him do little athletics and watched him uh, kind of dawdle down the 60-metre hurdles, and I'm just so proud watching them. So I, as much as competitive as I am, I don't know if my children will have that in them. Um, let's wait and see. Yeah. An academic. There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, good luck uh, against Townsville Fire. We really appreciate your time, Nat. Thank you. Talk to you guys soon. Cheers. Enjoy the walk. Cheers. Um, what Thank about you. What about that performance by Isabel Borlase? I saw a story on, I don't know if it was 7, 9 or 10, a little bit, a few months ago, Rich. Uh, gee, the gene pool there is producing. As Nat said, no lack of talent in that family, yeah. is it? And James You could been... be jealous. You can be very jealous of how that family line has worked. Very good luck to him. So she's going to have a target on her back, yes. Isabel Borlase, and now they're talking about being an Opal at the age of 19. Maybe a little premature off the back Never of know. one game, but fingers crossed. Mm. This is the run home. It's thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. If you want to have your say on anything that happened over the weekend or is happening this week in sport, send us a text. 0427-154-166. We've got Toddy Gray's Greyhound Racing Tips, Roach, coming up on the other side of this break. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. I'm Forty-seven. We're live from Studio Lumo USA. Almost done for another day. Apologies once again for the technical problems that have been happening throughout the show. We're trying to get on top of it. I know it's frustrating, and it's frustrating when you don't back a winner at the doggies. But if you listen to this bloke, he's pretty good most of the time. Roots. Let's get our Greyhound Racing tips. Thanks to Greyhound Racing SA. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. <laughs> 
The human dog, the human dog. The human dog, the human dog. Is there a greater the compliment dog, than you can dog. give someone, Roach, than I'm calling them a human not dog? Not sure about this one. Hey. Hello, Todd. He's the dog whisperer. Is he there? Hello, Todd. I'm here. I'm here, boys. Don't worry. The technical difficulties aren't working. It's just on my end because I can't find a bloody winner. Oh, oh. I know. Now, what happened uh, last week for the big tips you gave? Uh, last week, uh, overall, the dogs ran okay. They both ran a drum, but still we wanted them to win. So the dogs ran fine. Just uh, the results didn't go our way. So 100% on my end. What do you mean that they, they, the results were okay? Oh. One came fourth. Yeah, they were still, time-wise, they still kind of ran the times. I thought they would, but uh, they, they said just a few dogs kind of popped up and ran some PBs, which wasn't, they didn't follow the script. So our, our boys ran okay, but unfortunately, they didn't run good enough. But again, always on me, never on the dogs. I might be talking to the wrong people, but I've never, I've never heard a bookmaker pay out on running a good time when you're unplaced. Yes, that's uh, that's true. <laughs> that is true. That is a very good point. Times don't mean nothing. You you only get you only pay the winner. Hmm. All right, what have well, you got for us, Toddy? You, you always bounce back. Yeah. What's your best bet today? Uh, best bet tonight, lads. Race three, number one, my mum's value. Uh, good race this, but there, I can't see any scenario where this bloke doesn't lead and lead by a long way. Uh, he pings the lids. He's got great muster. His acceleration is elite. Um, he does get a little bit tired the last 50, and there's going to be some dogs which are going to be running on strong here. But look, you can't find any traffic when you're out in front, and these dogs, which can probably run about the same time as him, they're going to have traffic to weave through. I think he'll be off and gone and just set up a race-winning break going down the back and get the cash. So race three, number one, my mum's value to lead all the way. It's a nice name too. What's your other best bet? Uh, we're going all the way in near the rear of the program, lads. Uh, going for two in the one race, but one main one and one just to save your stake on. So race 10, number five, War Drum Express. Uh, I'm flabbergasted this dog's not favourite. It's only a four-dog race, but... He should he should be favourite for mine. He should be a dollar seventy dollar eighty. At the moment, he's about two twenty two thirty. Um, look, I reckon take the fix this bloke. He'll start favourite by race time. Same thing. I just cannot see how he's not going to lead and lead by an absolute furlong. Now this is a seven hundred metre race. Um, he's not proven over the seven hundred, but he runs the six hundred fine. And again, I just there's not a heap of depth in this race. I think he just gets that far in front that he. Just wins for mine, but there is one dog here, the roughly of the field of the four, number seven, chatting. I don't want to make a profit if it wins, but just save your stake. I want to win money if the five wins, which I think it will, but I, I'd be filthy if the seven got up at double figures and I didn't at least break even. So, so race 10, number five, Wardrum Express to win. That's the main play. And just save whatever you invest on the seven, chatting. It's been running second. It's got more seconds. Any more seconds, it'll have a minute, lads. It deserves to win a race, but I just think it's a bit out of its depth tonight, but it's over the odds. So for those that don't normally have a dabble, so you're suggesting back them both for the win. Why not your sure thing for a win and chatting the other one for a place? Well, because unfortunately, again, I know it sounds silly because I'm tipping half the field technically. There's only four dogs in that oh, race. Oh, really? So it's, only, it's, only, it's only win only. Um, it's just, I just think the five... I really think the five is over is the over the odds runner and gets a long way in front and wins. But the seven is going to win a race soon, and I kind of don't want it to be tonight. It sounds silly, but I I, I just don't want to, I don't want to be grumpy if the five happens to get tired and the seven runs it down. If that makes sense, I just want to break even at least. I can I won't be too huffy then. 
All righty. So well, going through the, you didn't let us know there's only four in the race, Roach, yeah, did he? That was he a bit of a disclosure field. that was yeah. needed. Yes. So right. Todd, this <laughs> is it for 2022. We wish you a very happy holiday, and when you return from holiday, we'll be on holidays. So good luck. No, oh, cheers, legends. I look very, very. Oh, we all deserve a bit of a holiday for mine. I'm, it looks like I'm going to be away for three weeks. Uh, at the moment, I'm going to spend the first week just looking at myself in the mirror and thinking what, what, what I've done wrong the last few months because I've been in a bit, little bit of a form patch. But I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, honestly, thank you guys so much again for having me for another year. Um, you guys in the studio, those behind the scenes, and honestly, everyone out there who's just listening right now who has to hear me waffle on you know, once a week <laughs> or anything like that, I really appreciate just having a platform to share the industry which... I love, my family loves, and that pretty much everyone involved in my life just adores. I don't think my last name's Gray for any other reason, to be fair. So from the bottom of my heart, I normally like to finish with a joke, but I just, from the bottom of my heart, thank you all, everyone. Uh, you're a ripper, Todd. We love having you on. You're always up and about. You've got plenty of energy, but more importantly, you know what you're talking about. You live and breathe the doggies, and uh, you're normally pretty good. You've, you've been on the wrong leg the last month, roughly, but uh, <laughs> let's hope you finish on a good note. Now, last time we spoke Highland, uh, holidays, you took your mum to Thailand. What are you, you going to do? Uh, no, this time, a um, little, little bit of everything, actually. I'm going, uh, I've got a bunch of my friends from overseas coming over for a wedding. So I'm going over for the, going over for a wedding, meeting with all my um, overseas friends, and we're virtually going to hire a little Scooby-Doo mystery van and drive down the Great Ocean Road and make all these little pit stops. I've been to their countries, and they've took me around and showed me the best parts of the of it all. I'm doing the same for them now. So we've got, we've got to be a few weeks of showing them all the sites and all the scenarios from Adelaide, Melbourne, and if we get a bit of time, we might even pop over to New South Wales, but that might be getting a bit ambitious. Probably a silly question. You're going to take them to the dogs? Uh Funny, funny enough. Yeah, yes, I am. I'm gonna go. Yes, I am. I'll be, I'll be in Mount Gambier when the Mount Gambier dogs are on, and I'll be in Geelong when the Geelong dogs are on. So I'd be silly not to. Good on you, Toddy. We love your work, and we love the fact that you're on the show uh, right throughout the year. Uh, we wish you all the best on holidays, and uh, just repeating those tips again. Race two, number three. No, sorry, you do it, Todd. Race three, number one. Yep, race three, number one. My mum's value to lead all the way. And race 10, number five, War Drum Express. That's the main play. But just break even if the seven chatting wins because it should not be double figures. Yeah, I tell you what, that's, uh, that's an omen tip, that is. Todd and chatting. Okay. <laughs> I do like, a, do, like a, do like a chat, lad. <laughs> you can oh, yeah. bump the gums. Good on you, Toddy. For expert Grand Racing tips, follow at the Dogs SA on Twitter or check out Grand Racing SA on Facebook. It's as simple as that. Nearly done for another day, Roach. Uh, got a little bit of time still remaining. Just going through a lot of the texts. It's just that same thing all the time about when it gets to the Australian cricketers. Everyone's saying they just seem to lack energy. This one that's come through with the with the cricket, most of the team look lethargic, especially running between the wickets. David Warner seemed to be only fast runner. A lot of the team looked unfit. Ooh. Who would be on? Well, Finchie looked like he could have been carrying a little bit, but then yeah. he had a hammy as yeah. well. Um, yeah, but a lot of people just saying they didn't seem to have the energy. A lot of people didn't really care about it. Like this one, uh, I don't care at all about the T20. It's a Mickey Mouse format. Yeah. Uh, we lost one game. Another one was washed out and two wins. Test cricket is the only format that I care about. There's a lot of people that way. Yeah, that's yep. from uh, Jordan. Good on you, Geordie. It'll be interesting now that we go to the 50-over format, one-day internationals, three-match theories against England, how much care we have for that. And then we get into the test matches against the West Indies to start yeah, with. Well, that, that's a one 
form that's been on the nose yeah, exactly it? since it was taken off yeah. free to air, which again I proves another point. Yeah, mm. it, it certainly does. Um, mm. Reach with the where's Mike Dobbins' information? Have I missed it again? Oh, I'm waiting. No, didn't send didn't... it through. Oh, what sort of weekend did you two get up to? Well, it wasn't the two of us, there was about a dozen of us over there, but uh, we thank. Again, real estate. So I should have rung Zoe Ball. You're telling me to get um, all this yeah, done. Yeah, I'm just having a look at Benny. He's checking his emails. Didn't no, send through the figures. Through. Yeah. All right, we'll try and do that uh, tomorrow because that is a Still uh, lovely gesture by Mike to sponsor a Port Piri hockey team. Good on him. The Risden Tigers. Tigers. So, yeah, g'day to all the girls. I've got to remember who they all were, Rooch. Uh, they're a ripping group of people. We had uh, Megsy. Yeah. Big Megsy. Who was a goalkeeper? No, I couldn't tell you that. I met the uh, the coach. The coach was very responsible. She sat back, right. keeping an eye on all the Good. girls, young and old. Yes. Uh, Carmen was the secretary. She fired off an email when Dobbo said he was going to sponsor the team to make it Good. all official. Good. Uh, who else? Uh, Jess. Jess was an absolute ripper. She was a ball of energy. Uh, they were they were good people. And um, we're going to try and get up the Port Piri reach, and uh, we might even take you and watch a game. We said only if they make finals. Okay. They're the defending champs, aren't they? Uh, Were they? No. Where'd you get that from? I thought that was it. That was their end of season championship oh, no, tour. No, 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 Rich. It was just no, an end of season just didn't trip. A trip. Oh, oh, okay. I don't think they were. Oh, I thought oh, it might have been well, a that, premiership there tour. There would only be one footy team every year that goes on a trip if that was the case, <laughs> wouldn't it? That's the way it probably should be if you listen to Kane Corns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Kano, congratulations to yes. him. Uh, I don't have all the details. I know he ran in the New York Marathon. Uh, he hit the wall at the 23K mm. mark. And I reckon that it'd have something to do... With that long rain he did between Adelaide and Melbourne? Well, he was doing a marathon and a half every day. I'm not sure that's the ideal preparation. Not, no, probably not. And Jeff, Jess Trengove, mm. that's her old name. We yes. know nowhere through Trengove, though. Yes. Came ninth. Yeah, well done. So absolutely That's a, that's huge a very effort. testing marathon, that one, the New York Marathon. Now, we're going to speak to someone from the uh, 36ers tomorrow or on Wednesday night, Roots. Yeah, they're on and off, their, aren't they? Take us through their results. Well, beat Illawarra, as we know, on Friday, but then failed against Perth at the weekend. So win-lose, win-lose. Now, of course, uh, Perth is owned, the Wildcats, by uh, the guru, Hutchie yes. and SEN. Yeah. They missed the playoffs for the first time last year in 35, 35 years, is it? Exactly. So there's been a bit of heat, heat. on. Yes, indeed. So Adelaide could have inflicted a little bit of pain there. Mm. So, yeah, we'll see how the NBL season tracks along. Yeah, so, so we're middle run. of the road at the moment. Absolutely, aren't we? win lose, win lose, after our slow start from being in the US. And Roach, uh, we give them a little bit of grief. Well, I don't think we're unfair. The Redbacks have been poor. But they won their one day game against. Yeah, so New take South a, Wales. take us through that. Who starred there? Oh, I'll have to turn the page to do that. We'll just do I'm it, Roach. Don't talk turn. about it. Alice Carey made sixty-seven. Yes, and. So Nathan McSweeney topped the runs with 94, Alex Carey 67, Travis had 55. That's good news, isn't it? Well, he'd been a little bit scratchy in the first couple of Shield matches. Thomas Kelly 53, not out. So got people making runs. And then Henry Thornton, best with the ball, three for 67 off 10 overs. So South Australia is now three and one. That's a good record. So we're second on Mm. the table. Yeah. And cross our fingers and uh, only hope. All right, we're almost done. Uh, we appreciate your patience. We mentioned that again. Thank you to Barat Sundarasan for joining yes. us a little early today. Chelsea Bedell from the Adelaide Crows and uh, Natalie Hurts from Adelaide Lightning. Uh, we'll try and get one of the Crowy Gills on later in the week to preview their game, which gets underway on Saturday at 10 past three at Unley Oval. 
Let's hope we get a huge crowd. We don't want to get knocked off by Collingwood and go no. out in straight sets, Roach. Should be a full house there at Unley Oval the weekend. Have a great day. Once you knock off today, go for a walk. It's absolutely beautiful Perfect. out there. Uru. Exactly. Good night, everyone. Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au now.